Rings of Power, we talked about what's good with you. And now, well, it's time for your reckoning. Hey guys, Brett here for Geek Variants. Hopefully, I wish I was here for better news, but unfortunately, we are here to talk about Rings of Power and what went wrong with this series. I talked about last Friday all the things that I thought went right. The musical, fantastic. The vision, uh, the visuals used overall for this series, fantastic. Some of the actors, outstanding jobs for the role in which they had. And I'm always excited to have new fans aboard Middle Earth. But that being said, there are some things that need to be discussed in terms of what is bad with the series. For every good, there is a bad. And for Rings of Power, the bad, your audience overall didn't really seem to like you that much. If you check online reviews, 3.3 out of 5 stars for the Rings of Power. That is not, that is not good. 4 out of 5 is an 83.3. You're probably getting a passing grade overall. But we're expecting a bit more. It's like when your teacher grades your test and gives you, I knew you could have done better, but you just didn't. And Rings of Power really, really feels that exact way for all of us. And then when polled by Forbes, you know, the Forbes company, 56,000 people liked it. That's a good amount of people that liked it, right? Well, when you have almost three times as many people who dislike it, 159,000 dislikes, we need to break down a couple of things that ultimately went wrong. Rings of Power was a huge commercial success, and ultimately, I'm excited that we're still getting more time in Middle Earth, let alone the fact that three more movies are just announced and Peter Jackson's name is being flown about as the guy who will potentially lead these projects with a huge budget and his choice of writing whatever he wants based upon Tolkien's work. That's fantastic, because when... Peter Jackson did an adaptation of The Lord of the Rings. He did phenomenally witness the original trilogy. When he ended up doing a little bit of fanfic for The Lord of the Rings, I'm looking at you, Hobbit, things didn't go so good. And this is the main issue with The Rings of Power that I have. Adaptation, fanfic. And it's something that has been bothering me for a long time throughout the series. I understand loose interpretations. I understand wanting to write your own story. I understand you have different feelings and thoughts nowadays that are entirely different than what Tolkien had back when he originally wrote these amazing works. But there's a whole other thing when your whole title is called The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. You have wizards throughout your era. You have hobbits, Harfoots, throughout your writing. You have a Balrog shown on screen. You have Elrond. You have Galadriel. You have Sauron, for crying out loud, in your works. You know, token-created characters. And ultimately, you decide, rather than adapt Tolkien's works, you wanted to use these characters for your little bit of fan fiction. And I understand, new stories, new exciting stuff. Maybe someone has a better twist, a better take. 
but there's a reason that Tolkien is regarded as the godfather or the master of fantasy genre. His works have stood the test of time and have inspired countless other universes. Many of our favorite writers from today or even from the last 50 years were inspired by none other than Tolkien himself. And even many people have gotten huge success based upon Tolkien's work, looking at you, Peter Jackson, have said that Tolkien is one of the greatest writers that has ever been gracing the human earth. And you want to attach his name and his universe to your fanfic, that's just downright disrespectful. And it's just downright wrong. You spent time in your marketing and in all your advertisements placing a Balrog on screen for me. You showed me that Sauron was going to be involved in some way, shape, or form. You told me Lady Galadriel was going to be one of the main characters. I saw Lord Elrond in his youth hanging out. Celebrimbor is there. Gil-galad is there. Durin the Fourth is there. These are all token-inspired characters whose history, times, and actions are written for and accounted for almost to an umpteenth degree of certainty. Tolkien was meticulous in writing his universe. He made up his own language. He made up his own gods. He made up his own lands. He made up the political struggles between races throughout the elves fighting with other elves. Some elves are smarter than other elves. Some dwarves are better craftsmen than other dwarves. Some are more revered because from the line from Durin, as opposed to some who have kind of branched out over time and kind of lessened the bloodline overall. These things are talked about. These things are discussed. These things are refined. And for you to go about this process overall and make this about a love interest between Lady Galadriel and Halbrand is confusing. And I know I can't be the only one that got that weird love formula that they were playing with over this period of time throughout all episodes of the rings of power you introduced me to and what i thought was an original villain someone who followed the dark lord someone who saw ultimately his fall from power and that guy was going to be my main villain he was going to be the leader of the orcs he was called udun father he was the father of the orcs who ultimately gets overthrown by the Numenorians, Galadriel, and, oh, huh, when you look back, Sauron was there with them. That's, that's confusing. Why, why would Sauron fight himself? There was a larger play at works? He was trying to win over Galadriel's affection and have her rule by his side? Huh, I, I don't recall that anywhere in any book of work by Tolkien himself. Not once. I've seen what fanfic sort of looks like. I played the Shadow of War games, and I accepted that ultimately Shelob and at some point Sauron could have had a romantic relationship at some point in time, or she perceived it as such as Sauron saw it just as a means for an end. And sure, Hallbrand slash Sauron could have been doing the exact same thing. But I'm not buying it. There was so much time so much intimacy placed on this relationship and so much genuine care and affection put between the two of them throughout this series. I understand it was a work and it was a dupe, but it was wrong for the source material for you to go about things in this form or in this fashion. 
the actor who played Hallbrand did a phenomenal job. I think he's a good actor. I think he really played the part he needed to. But ultimately, the script fell short of what was going on. It was a murder mystery plot without any murder or any of the mystery being answered. You wanted to raise as many questions as you possibly could so people will come back for season two, which unfortunately I'm sure they will. But ultimately, we're asking more questions for season two than we did going into season one. And mind you, token fans have many questions when you are going to be touching his works, let alone the fact that now we have to wrap everything that just happened up in a nice neat little bundle in the next four seasons which ultimately, I can almost guarantee you, you're trying to lead this to the battle of all battles. The one where the elves, the dwarves, and men unite to ultimately overthrow Sauron and destroy the One Ring. And you put yourself on a four-season time limit in order to get there with very, very loose foundational pieces that will have to be meticulously tied up or put in such an intrinsic fashion that eventually you're just going to be just giant plot holes where... People from Game of Thrones will recognize when main stories were just thrown by the wayside to fit what was going on with popular genre and by popular demand from the casual fan. And I understand, it's hard balancing casual fans and diehards. But when everything's already written out for you in such a clear date, you have been greenlit by the one of the wealthiest companies on earth to spend as much money as needed to ensure that you get the right product out there in a timetable that's not rushed. And you're going to give five seasons to try and cover potentially almost a thousand years of Middle Earth history. I don't think it's going to work out. And ultimately, I don't think Sauron really needed to be a big player in this. I love Sauron. Don't get me wrong. He's my headphone holder. I have a figure and a poster of him in the background. I love seeing the Dark Lord. I know he's nothing compared to his true master, Morgoth. But I love the interpretation of him, the fear he instilled, the power that he showed. And you have managed to show me an amazing shot of him leading the orcs to open up episode one, to ultimately culminate with him trying to get into an intimate relationship with Lady Galadriel. Ah, I have a hard time buying that. I really do. I could be wrong. Leave your thoughts in the comments below if you didn't get this angle at all, and I'm just going off on a loose tangent. But also, as far as your fan fiction goes, some of your characters were ultimately very bland. Galadriel, I hated this character. The Lady of Lothlorien is an angsty, short, revengeful woman who has no idea how to lead people or armies, let alone sacrificing her friends and the people she cares about in search of revenge for her brother? Ah. Did you watch Lord of the Rings? Did you read the books? Hell, even The Hobbit got some of her character correctly. Mind you, not the fantasy fic battle where Galadriel, Elrond, and Saruman are fighting off the ring race. And then Galadriel banishes Sauron back to the east because that never happened in the books anywhere. That's all. But now you're trying to tell me that she is so revengeful. She hates everyone and everything. 
her doesn't understand her place in the world. She doesn't understand her importance to the world. Are you sure? And ultimately, also, just a minor detail, uh, Galadriel was like that tall. Galadriel is like that tall. Unless elves go through, through some weird growth cycle where they stay the same height for a couple thousand years and all of a sudden hit a growth spurt. Um, I don't I don't think that was correct. I don't even think that was accurate. I don't know what you were going for. Ultimately, it was very, very confusing. Almost as confusing as Gil-Galad, the last High King of the Elves. And he was boring, unexpired, lethargic. Anytime he was on screen, it was worse for wear. There was nothing about him that commanded a presence. There was nothing about him that commanded an aura. And it could have just been bad writing or bad acting. But ultimately, there was nothing there that was of interest. There was nothing there that was of note. And then you can say the same thing for Celebrimbor, who ultimately could be one of Middle-earth's most fascinating figures as he forged the rings of power and was ultimately deceived by the Dark Lord Sauron in his fair form of Anatar to make the one ring. And now we have this? What, what even is this guy? He's just a craftsmaker searching for his next high, his next big project. He's chasing things that are very, very inconsequential, ultimately, to someone whose works have stood the test of time and is regarded by many as the greatest forge master, smith, whatever term you want to call it, in all of Middle-earth. And now he's not intrinsic. He's not detailed. His family wasn't even put on screen, who ultimately play huge parts in the telling of his story and how Sauron and slash Anatar makes things known and how he gets the information needed for the One Ring. Instead, Sauron and Celebrimbor are like best of friends who work almost in secret behind everyone's back to forge the three rings that ultimately would go to the elves. All right. I mean, again, it seems like Sauron's unsure of what team he's on. He betrayed his own army. Now he's forging rings to help the elves. And it's all in a mad quest for him to get the one ring and after demolishing most of his people. All right. I mean, I get the long con, but to what extent? To what extent are we going to go about this? Even Numenor, with all of its beauty and all of its splendor, and I've said that I like what we saw from Elendil, but Sildor was downright pathetic and contributed next to nothing to the series. The Queen of Numenor was very, very boring. She provided no passion, no vigor, no intensity. She was dull, listless, unimportant in a grand scheme of things. And I felt like if you're going to blind a character of that power, of that grace, that magnitude, I feel like there should have been a better payoff overall where Alfarazon does something which would finally usurp the power that is rightfully hers. But that hasn't happened yet. You left us with another mystery. And then don't even get me started on not Gandalf Gandalf. The mystery man, the wizard himself, with a cult leader and three witches just following him around? I don't understand 
what was going on, what power level they have, where they learn these things, these intrinsic abilities of magic is very rare in the world of Tolkien. So for someone that powerful to just be casually roaming around and not really be a huge player in things, it's confusing. And they chase down the mystery, not Gandalf, only for that wizard to ultimately act like Gandalf, hanging around, you know, short people. He loves the hobbits. And hell, Meek could be just as much in love with the Harfoots as anybody else. And now he has to go find out who he is and what he's about while he's dropping lines and quotes that are direct lines and quotes that Gandalf said throughout his time in Middle-earth that have been well adapted not only on screen, but in the books. And you want us to believe that this is not Gandalf? You guys added a lot more questions than you provided answers. And let's not even get into the whole fast travel abuse of where people are going spot to spot to spot to spot to spot on Middle Earth, going all the way from Numenor, all the way to the Southlands, then going back, and then going back to the Southlands, and then going to the Land of the Elves in mere days. And I get it. It's a TV show. I don't need every intrinsic detail explained to me of how their travel went about, the time that it took, the journey that was part of what was going on. But even Peter Jackson nailed the traveling that it took, the how people came together, the camaraderie that was built when the fellowship left. There was so much connectivity brought throughout their travel and their time spent together. They all grew as a group, other than probably Baromir, because, you know, short-lived. But even by the end of Baromir's life, him and Aragorn forge a brotherhood. They forge a relationship where ultimately he's like, I would have followed you to the ends of the earth. You were my brother. You were my king. Passionate, deep lines. Great writing. And then you get what we have with the Rings of Power. Well, don't get me wrong. There were a couple lines in there that were just absolutely A1. But there were so many times where there needed to be a meaningful payoff and a meaningful and powerful moment that just didn't pan out on screen. Overall, I really have to say, I expected more for Rings of Power. And that's my fault. I should have known from the marketing, from Jump, this was a power-hungry move for money that Amazon ultimately pulled off because commercially, it was a success. But as a viewer... I'm left wanting more and thirsting over the fact that now I'm desperately calling for Peter Jackson to come back and helm the new movies that Warner Brothers puts out. I don't have anything else for you guys today. Be sure to subscribe if you watched all 19 minutes. Greatly appreciate it if you did. If not, I will see you guys in the next video. Have a great rest of your day. Tolkien is the master of Middle Earth.